Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I had a download. I had a download. You know what that means, right? You know it's about to happen. <laughs> right. Let me... Okay. How can I phrase this? What comes to mind when you hear the term hard work? Like when you hear someone describe themselves as a hard worker or if you describe someone else as a hard worker, what are some of the characteristics that you would be like, yeah, that person works hard? Is it the amount of hours that they put in? Is it the amount of effort that they put in? Is it the tenacity that they work at? Is it that they're the first ones there in the morning, the last one to leave? Is it that, you know, they never quit despite of, you know, they just keep going and going, kind of Duracell spirit, you know, what have you. What actually equates, in your opinion, to hard work? Or a hard worker. Because what I'm alluding to is, is the goal even to establish or acquire that? Is the goal to be a part of anything that is hard work? I, I will give you a little background where this came from. So I was talking with someone that's having a little bit of tension at the workplace. And, you know, she pretty much was just feeling the brunt of, I guess, what most people feel. You feel unappreciated at some point or another at the workplace. And one of the things that she said was that someone informed her and trying to encourage her and, you know, make her feel better was, and I quote, if they can find someone that works as hard as you, good luck. Hmm. I said, okay, well, uh, and it just sent me, you know how someone can say something and it sends you on a rabbit trail of thoughts where you're like, hmm. And the one thing that came to mind was I never, ever want to operate in hard work ever again. You ever heard someone say, and I'm sure you have with the entrepreneur gurus and all of that, that once you find a thing that you love, you'll never work a day in your life again. Like, yeah, okay, I, I get what you're trying to say. Essentially what they're saying is find something you really like to do. And then once you do, yay, you'll, you'll want to do it every day. It won't even feel like work. And even that particular phrasing of it still makes it seem like some form of toil. Oh, I got to get up in the morning. Oh, I got to go to this job. Oh, Monday blues, Sunday blues, you know, all of that. And it just has this message that is being portrayed as work. It's terrible. And if you find what you like to do, you know, you pretty much hit the jackpot because everybody else is either trying to hit, get a million dollars, have that entrepreneur lane just kind of pave the way to being a billionaire, retirement, or some kind of way to get you tapped out of, listen, I don't want to do this no more. You understand? But the epiphany that I received was that when we look at work wrong, 
for whatever the reason, we believe that if we can muster up something, uh, if we can, I don't think that God ever intended that to be work. Like, think with me, bring some with me, like, real quick, because this is all real time. When we met and God introduced himself to us in Genesis 1, he was actually teaching us work ethic, how much you should work, that you should pace yourself, that you should have an outline. First thing, one of the first things he said was, you know what? (laughs) Uh, He hovered over the earth, and then he was like, "Mm, I think I want to create some stuff. And then he went ahead and he created it and he only continued when he seen the fruit of his labor, when he seen that things were actually producing as he intended. So when he said, let there be light and there was light, he was like, that is good. Okay, let's go ahead and try something else. And he kept continuing on the journey of what he wanted to produce. There was something in his heart that wanted to produce the earth and everything in it, right? And so he kept doing things that aligned to that end goal. For whatever the reason, we have it where we have this ideal that we're supposed to be working until, like, what's the end goal? What is that end ideal? Is it for you to be a millionaire or for you to be known, for you to get that particular accolade, for you to get that particular tax bracket? Like, what's the end goal? Because it has to be something that you produce that when you step away from it, it still has your thumbprint on it, even when you're not there anymore. Like, shouts out to Martin Luther King Jr., but, like, we still talking about you, sir, and you haven't been here for quite some time. Malcolm X, we still talking about you. Harriet, Rosa, yeah, we still talking about y'all. Y'all haven't been breathing for some time. Something about that has to scream, I want that to be a part of my life's work. And when I heard the person saying that they were told, you know, if they get a person to, to work as hard as you, good luck, what it echoed to me was, you sh- you're straining yourself in a position that may not have ever been designed for you. Like, think about it for a minute. A turtle and a snail, what do they have in common? They both have shells, right? They both are on the ground m- most of their life, unless the turtle gets shell shock, and that's that turtle grandbaby business, so we won't gossip about that. But for the most part, you both share uniqueness in that you share a shell. Okay, good. That's the commonality between the two of you. Perfect. However, when it comes to this sliminess, uh, the turtle probably is going to have to try a little harder. Like if there was a task set out for both the snail and the turtle, that, listen, I want you to go ahead and travel on this particular road, and I need you to go ahead and ooze whatever the correct terminology, scientific term is for the snail's sliminess. I need you to go ahead and ooze some of that because it's beneficial for what we're trying to do. A turtle would be trying to go to every pet smart, <laughs> pet sense, pet anything. To try, bruh, um, blue magic hair grease, um, canola oil, and while you trying your best to try to customize yourself for something that the snail was already wired to do, you, sir, turtle, 
are operating in hard work. That's hard work. It is hard to operate in something professionally that you don't even do in your personal life because it's not wired in your person. Do you understand that? There are so many people trying to do things in their professional life that it's like, sir, ma'am, you don't even do this on your own time, okay? You want that's why, and now this just came to mind, thank you, Holy Spirit. That's why with the AA meetings, the sober whole journey and all that, most of their mentors, okay, before you get a mentee, most of their mentors are people who are walking the sober life with them in their personal life. You understand that? Someone is operating in truth in their personal life, and they're able to go ahead and transfer over in their professional life. So many times people are doing things, and it's like, can I say something to you? I can see that you're performing when you were just supposed to go where you were anointed. That's a word right there. So many times, I'll give you a perfect example and why it pains me to give you this example. I'm going to give you the example. Beyonce. Beyonce. Because you know how I feel about her at this point, so you have a nice day, okay? The the nicest day. Beyonce is effortless in her singing. Little mama sings upside down. Little mama can do all the trotting around on the stage can't even hear that you're out of breath okay you talking about somebody's halo you doing all the things I I don't even know if you ever really had a cold okay any kind of symptom when you were singing but I can't discern it I can't pick it up because you hitting the nose you're doing what needs to be done and wow however comma when you dance ma'am I can hear the five, six, seven, eight, two, one, one, one down. I can see the performance in that. But it comes along with the thing that you want to be great in. So I guess you just tack that on. When you try to act, I can see you trying to memorize the next sentence that's coming up. Not really your best suit, okay? So that is... A perfect demonstration between your calling, something that you like to do, and something that you're performing to do. We all need to strive to the thing that we were wired to do. Do you know how freeing it will be to just be you all day and to get paid for that? (laughs) Bruh, can I say something? Seriously? That's when you lose track of time because you love it so much. That's when you, is it six o'clock already? Is it lunchtime already? That's when the time flies by. That's when, it's not just when you're busy. It's when you're busy operating in your anointing. That is heart work. I, I think we got it all wrong. I think we got it all wrong. I think that we were supposed to spend the first part of our life journey discovering us 
And I'm not, you don't have to know nothing too crazy. I'll give you an example. My son said the other day, because he was looking at trying to find what kind of jobs he wanted to do. And, you know, something part-time, first job, what would you do? And he was like, you know, he, so he started naming stories. He's like, well, this is hiring and that is hiring. And he said off back, yeah, but I don't want to be no cashier or anything that has to keep me in the front because I don't want to talk to people all day. I want to be in the back. I want to use my muscles. I want to stock. I want to do whatever it's going to require for me to do the heavy lifting. I'd rather do that all day than to talk to somebody all day. I don't have it. It's not my personality to be talking to somebody all day long, especially if they're strangers. I just, you know, I'd rather use do the manual work. Bro, you know how ahead of the game he is? To know not only what you wired to do, not only what you like to do, but to play life to your strengths. Are you kidding me? You know that before you're 18? Look, you want to, okay, hand clap of praise for me raising that grandbaby. Because <laughs> I'm trying to, you understand? Do you know how mind blown I was? At first, I was like, I'm a little embarrassed. Why you don't want to talk to nobody? And it's not that he don't like to talk to people. It's just he don't want to do that all day with strangers. He'll talk to his friends all day. He'll go hang out with the fellas. He'll do all that. He's on the games. He's talking through the mic. He's doing all that. But he knows himself well enough to know, like, yeah, I don't want to place myself to do that all day long, not even if you pay me. So many people are in positions because the salary is good, but it's not a part of your wiring. So many people decided to do A, B, and C because it's closer to your home or because your mama and your grandmama did it or because it's the family business or because you know what, this is the best thing to do right now because my children are this age or whatever it is. Do you know how many positions, how many jobs, how many lanes? If there's not a lane that's currently opening a lane that you can carve open. Do you understand the land of opportunity that you live in? I don't want us ever doing anything that doesn't come from the pump line of our heart work. Because if you do not operate from your heart with the work that you do, you will experience hard work and your heart will be corroded towards the idea of work. We truly need to sit with ourselves long enough to know I need to play to your strengths. If you are not good with time management, I need you to have a job that does not stick you to a time clock. I need you to have it where you don't have to um, supervise people in that regard either. I need you to be very clear on what you can do all day long. And I don't even want you thinking on a day-to-day basis. I want you to start thinking bigger. I want you to ask yourself, can I do this for 20 years? Because that will make you sit up like, oh, wait, I'm sorry. You said 20? Like not a week? Uh, uh, you, you want me to think of two decades? I want you to think of the next two decades of your life and say, can I do this? Because I'm going to go ahead and explain to you. While there's a lot of things that I like, there's only a few things that I love. And if I had to choose between something that was like, eh, okay, or between like, no, this really like I, I feel like a glow worm, like low key, I feel like this inner shine in me when I do this all day, I would rather get paid for that any day of the week, no matter the dollar. Because what I understand is this, the Bible says that your, your gifts will make room for you. And I do not believe that God will give you a wiring that will keep you in poverty. I don't believe it. 
I believe that you become the most creative that you can be when it comes to your wiring. I think that you get fueled up. I think that you start to be reliable. I don't care if it's cleaning toilets. There is something about the way that you clean that people will start talking in the districts or whatever the companies will start going ahead and calling on you. And next thing you know, you got so many people calling on you that you're like, listen, I can't take on this many hours a week. What I can do is start a business and I can start a cleaning business and then I can go ahead and get these contracts. And then you know what? I'm going to have to go ahead and start delegating and doing some other stuff because I have so many contracts. And the next thing you know, oh my gosh, you are lucrative because you like to clean? Seriously, think about the first person ever on earth who decided, I think I want to do a business. Oh, what do you want to be the CEO of? A cleaning company. I'm sure they got a lot of like, what? Faces. I'm sorry. (laughs) You didn't say banker. You didn't say anything that sounds like instant millionaire. You said you wanted to clean somebody's like, where they make poo-poo at? Oh. I'm sure that went well on any first date, any introduction. What do you do? Oh, I do cleaning services, LLC. You do cleaning. (laughs) Bro, you should have just told me that you outline and you color all day. Like, I would have respected you more. I would have asked you at least what colors do you use. Did you really just tell me that you clean people? Okay. Um, Check, please. And uh, I'll call you right back. (laughs) And by right back, I mean never. Like, really think about that. Somebody had to go ahead and step out to do some stuff that looks like, what? You want to be a plumber? Time out. (laughs) You want to take something, put it in somebody's toilet to help the clogs? Oh. Like, why? You don't want to go to school? You don't want to? And plumbers bank. Why? How? Because everybody everywhere that I know anywhere um, in America, they have to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody got a toilet unless you got an outhouse and that's between you and the Lord. Um, but again, like God knew what he was doing when he aligned the way that you are to your in purpose. He already saw prosperity. You got to work that out. You have to go ahead and tap into it. And lean into that. There are so many artists that was forced to be doctors. That's another thing about somebody not seeing you as you grew as a child and, and, and leading you to a direction that it's like, you know, that baby got no business trying to play basketball. That is definitely somebody's architect. But you got big hopes and dreams because he's tall. I mean, like, seriously? Or you want her to do hair, this could be, it's a part of the family business. But she really is dope at pharmaceutical. Like, you see the way she put numbers together and how she just knows chemistry real, real good? Like, do you not see her? And But you know what's worse? That you don't see yourself. That you don't sit with yourself and see the little glimpses God gives you throughout the day where you're like, I really enjoyed that. Man, if I could do that all day long, that would be dope. Right. So why don't you start praying for a strategy so that you can have a plan so that for the next decade of your life, you don't have to do anything that's hard work because you're too busy doing hard work. Let me explain, because you know I'm always going to bring it back to the Bible, right? Okay, because I just wanted to make sure. Let me explain to you uh, what what we're missing out on. 
First of all, let me go ahead and tell you this, because I was going to tell you about um, what the bishops is doing over there at the Oxford um, New Dictionaries and all that, and the ministries thereof. Let me explain to you, relay to you, how they describe hard work. It is a noun, and the definition is a great deal of effort or endurance. All of that sounds like it's too merch. You understand? Effort, you got to really try hard to do something. No, thank you. It's the definition of hard work. Or endurance, meaning that I know that this is not for you, but just stay in it a little while longer because you only got this long to retirement because, you know, your 401K is already this much or your 403B is already this much, so you got to endure. It's like, really? I wish to goodness that we were able to pull up a chair to any given person in the cemetery and ask them, what would you have done differently? And I guarantee you they would tell you that they wish they would have spent their time differently. And while I may have included friends and family, all the other stuff, I guarantee you it would have been more so on what they did with their lives from day to day. And I am a firm believer that the two places that you are at, which is work and home, better be the places that you like to be with the people that you chose to be around. Now, professionally, you can't choose the people, so at least choose something that's a part of your heart work. But in your house, yeah, you chose some of them people. So you're going to have to pray for the endurance, I guess. But in the same time, you can ask God to go. I mean, if they're your children, you bumping heads with your children, God can give you the, the grace for that particular raising of the child. God can give you the grace to reconnect to the person and your spouse or whoever else is in your home. God can give you that grace. I don't believe that anything should feel like endurance. We already have to endure by waiting for what we're expecting God for and what we're praying for. We already got to endure with the way that we're being treated in places that, you know, we can't control all the variables to. There's so many other different locales in our life that we have to endure. The last place that I want to endure is when it comes to home and when it comes to my job. There are too many jobs. I have too much favor. I refuse to sit somewhere where I'm not what I feel strained to the point that it's going to affect my emotional, mental, or physical health. You, sir, ma'am, can have a nice day not doing it. Not doing it. Because when you get up from that seat, before it even turns cold, they're going to post your position. You have a nice day. You understand me? And before I, I go anywhere, the only location that I get naked in, hate to give you that visual, Backspace on that, my apologies, but that I shower and I'm my most vulnerable state, okay? I refuse to be uncomfortable where I'm supposed to be vulnerable. Refuse. Uh, we need family meetings. We need uh, whatever we need to do. We all going to get on the same page, I pinky promise you, okay? But I wanted to show you that what I'm saying is not something that's far-fetched. It's, even, it's so uh, recommended. That is even in the Bible. Genesis 29, you know, I read from the NLT. Let's just jump right into it. The uh, title says, Jacob marries Leah and Rachel. I don't want to gossip about him. Let's just get the the lesson, okay? Okay, so after Jacob has stayed with Laban for about a month, 15, Laban said to him, you shouldn't work for me without pay just because we're relatives. 
Tell me how much your wages should be. 16. Now, Laban had two daughters. The older daughter was named Leah, and the younger one was Rachel. 17. But there was no sparkle in Leah's eyes. But Rachel had a beautiful figure and a lovely face, a.k.a. she was a brick. Oh. 18. Since Jacob was in love with Rachel, he told her father, I'll work for you for seven years if you'll give me Rachel, your younger daughter, as my wife. 19. Agreed, Laban replied. I'd rather give her to you than anyone else. Stay and work with me. 20. So Jacob worked seven years to pay for Rachel, but his love for her was so strong that it seemed to him but a few days. 21. Finally, the time came for him to marry her. I have fulfilled my agreement, Jacob said to Laban. Now give me my wife so I can sleep with her. 22. So Laban invited everyone in the neighborhood and prepared a wedding feast. 23. But that night, when it was dark, Laban took Leah to Jacob, and he slept with her. You mean to tell me he gave her Leah? Yes, he did. And he asked for Rachel? Yup, keep listening. 24. Laban had given Leah a servant, Zeppelah, to be her maid. 25. But when Jacob woke up in the morning, it was Leah. What have you done to me? Jacob raged at Laban. This girl had to be the ugliest, but let's keep continuing to read. I worked seven years for Rachel. Why have you tricked me? He gave me lay hands and he's not going to pray. 26. It's not our custom here to marry off a younger daughter ahead of the firstborn, Laban replied. 27. But wait until the bridal week is over. Then we'll give you Rachel too, provided you promise to work another seven years for me. 28. So Jacob agreed to work seven more years. A week after Jacob had married Leah, Laban gave him Rachel too. 29. Laban gave Rachel a servant, Bilhah, to be her maid. 30. So Jacob slept with Rachel too, and he loved her much more than Leah. He then stayed and worked for Laban the additional seven years. Let's go back to verse 20 of Genesis chapter 29. So Jacob worked seven years to pay for Rachel, but his love for her was so strong that it seemed to him but a few days. Let me ask you something. You ever loved something so much that the time sped past you? Huh? You ever um, willingly told somebody that you was going to do something for free and you didn't You didn't mind it being years? Bruh, you can't even work seven days without pay. You're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry? What's the schedule here? What's the pay period? What's the pay date? Okay, because at this point, like you, do you do you understand? Like low key, I'm not gonna hold you. Um, I think we all should aspire to this, bruh. Willing to work. What was in your mind every day that you woke up to go to work? You had to have been reminded of like, man, she's beautiful. Would love to be her husband. I would love, like, what images did you create in your mind that kept you on the fast track of staying consistent and diligent to, I made a promise and I'm going to fulfill it because the prize is worth it? Challenge, my challenge to you, 
What in your life needs to be re-sculpted in your mind so that you can remember the thing that's in your heart? Is it that you want to change your family bloodline and this particular job is assisting you in that? Is it like, what is it? First of all, let, let's go ahead and illuminate once again your heart's desire. Because sometimes life circumstances comes in and it dims it. And if it pretty much tries to put out that particular flame. And I want you to go back to fanning that. I want you to remember, no, I work in this fashion. I work in this lane. I work because, and then make your because something that is illuminated to the point that every day when you get up and go to work, when you get up and do the thing that you were called to do, you're doing it because you're customized to do it, but you remember that the end goal is worth it. And it's not retirement and it's not a dollar amount in the bank. It's not, it has to be something that will perpetually remind you that it was worth it because let me explain something to you which you may have missed but that I caught when I was reading about Rachel and Jacob is that he worked seven years to get her so that when he finally got her it was worth it he loved her that much that working for her was worth it and getting it was just a reminder that it was worth it but that's a win-win So how can you go ahead and produce the same thing in your life? Maybe you need to go ahead and identify what you're wired to be. What are you wired to do with some of the things? And it could be minuscule, cleaning, plumbing. We literally just talked about the whole thing. Teaching. Teaching, you don't always have to be a teacher. What do you like to teach? You want to teach Zumba? You want to teach karate? Like there's so many different things. Get down to the nitty-gritty of what you love to do, what you're wired to do. It would then be connected to what you love to do. And the next thing you know, you will be doing heart work instead of hard work. I want us to know that there is a tremendous difference between the two. Tremendous difference between the two. And I don't want any of us any longer living a life that all we did was work. And we never tagged our heart in the circumstance. Do you understand that? But listen, I feel like you got what you needed. You know what these conversations are, right? They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not everybody's going to have with you, but who your favorite homegirl, okay? Who but your favorite homegirl? No, I'm looking at you because I want to make sure that you're clear. Okay, just want to make sure that you're clear that I'm a different kind of homegirl. But listen, I'm going to go ahead and um, pick up this phone because somebody was calling me and I had to go ahead and put them in the voicemail because I'm talking to you. But I'm going to answer that and I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go, okay? All right, later.